Hi and welcome back to whatever this is. We're back actually recording an episode and it feels like it's been ages because well it has been two weeks. We didn't record an episode last week because there really wasn't much to talk about. And this week there's so much stuff to talk about that we're actually struggling to sort of keep track of everything. Um, I'm joined by Artem. Artem, what's good? Man, it's so good to be back. Like it's it's it weird because like last week we didn't record and we kind of both said to each other look there's actually no news to even talk about like okay the euros are going on but it was kind of in that stage at the weekend where like one of the quarterfinals had been played and the yeah. other hadn't so it was like we even bother talking about that because so much will change by the time the uh the the games are played but i'm so happy to be back and there's so much russian football to talk about this week so this is going to be very football heavy and um it, it is be yeah. fun. it is Let's get the only non-Russian football thing out of the way. There's two questions. First of all, we're all Italy, aren't we? We are all Italy. We are all I Italy. Tw- yeah, I tweeted yeah. that already. Um, we, uh, we we really wanted it to happen. Um, and there was actually a picture of Harry Kane wearing or holding a Mayo jersey. And no one's going to know what that means. But Mayo are a county in Ireland who cannot win any finals. Okay. They cannot win any finals. They've gotten to like maybe three or four finals in the last five years, and they've never been able to beat Dublin in them. So they've been cursed, and now since he's holding the jersey, England too have been cursed. Yes. Italy need, are going to win. Italy have to win. We need that. We we really really need that because it's going to be rough on Twitter if 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 England win. It's going to be rough. Do you know what? Though, um, genuinely, I'd love. A lot of the England players to to win. No, I like the, the squad. I really do like the squad. It would be great vibes, but the fans it, are. It would be great vibes, like like players, like even though like say Grealish and Rice, like they they abandon Ireland, but yeah, they're still great players. Like I really enjoy yeah. watching both of them. Then there's so many other players. Like I love Raheem Sterling. I love Kane. I love, I love watching that England team. If I'm gonna be honest, and I'd love to see uh, everybody in Phil Foden's haircut, but. I, I just I, I don't think I'd be able to handle the fans I don't think I think it would be, just be too painful on Twitter and it would be so. it would be Marxism's biggest victory in like a hundred years I think <laughs> so you have to respect it um, second question who is winning the NBA Suns are 2-0 up what's going to yeah, happen it looks like the Suns are going to are going to take it doesn't it like it's it's yeah. hard to hard to imagine that now that they've gone two, 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 zero up, like that yeah. they're gonna they're gonna flop it. But you never know. Um, is there a match tonight? There I don't might know, be. actually. There might be. Yeah. But either way, like uh, the Suns, the Suns have my bet at this point. What about you? Yeah, I think Tony Lapper. I would say the Suns, and I'm all for it. It's like a really underdog thing. So I'm I'm all for it. You know, shout out Devin Booker and Chris Paul and the rest. Yeah, I'm um, happy, but at the same time, like I did want to see Yanis w- win a ring. But I think he'll do it at some point, honestly. I think this is this is one of his best chances to do it. Yeah, I'm being honest. Like, I, I I just I don't know. Like next year, I feel like there's gonna be more teams in it. Like, I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think the playoffs would be as. Like obviously they weren't easy, but you know as straightforward. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I do, but I, I think he still might, because he's still young. So I, I oh do no, 
he is he is young, but the fact that he's committed to Milwaukee, like he's committed to stay in there for a while, and I just I don't know if they're gonna make the trades to bring in good enough players around him to really challenge. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we'll see. It's gonna be difficult, like especially like the Nets kind of I feel like disappointed. Like, yeah. you know, get knocked out in the playoffs as early as they did. Like you kind of expected them to. Well, people way. expected them to win it, like at least yeah. get to the, the the full NBA finals, like win the conference, but they didn't. And I feel like they'll be back next year again and hopefully yeah. uh, hopefully up there. But Yeah. Moving to Russian football. Exactly, because we don't want people to, to click off. Yeah. This is this is mad art. Andre Lunev left Zenit. His agent said that, you know, we're in talks with clubs from all over Europe, the top five leagues, and we didn't take them seriously. Because they did the same with Kuziaev last year, and then he ended up just staying at Zenit, right? Andrei Lunevs ended up at Bayer Leverkusen. How has this happened, and what are your thoughts? Honestly, big up. Um, how it's happened, like, I think it's quite obvious. He was He came out as a free agent, and, you know... Although he hasn't had the greatest of luck with injuries and stuff like that, he has proven himself to be a very good goalkeeper. And, you know, moving to Bayer Leverkusen, he's not going to be the first keeper there. He's going to be a backup um, to Herdecki, who is, like, unbelievable. So, if you can get a keeper of Lunio's standards to be your backup, I think you're doing very well. I think a lot of clubs would be happy to have him as their first choice. Like, I believe uh, he came out maybe today or yesterday and said that he was in talks with Middlesbrough as well yeah who uh like he, he probably would have started for them yeah but he's clearly chosen to go with the with, with, with buyer and you know wait for his chances maybe play it as a backup role in the cup or or whatever and honestly fair play to him because if he's gonna sit on the bench anywhere I'd rather him sit on the bench in yeah. Europe than he is doing it at Zenit so um Nothing but respect, and I hope that he gets more game time than people expect. Yeah, I think Bayer, no, Bayer in the Europa League. I thought they were in the Conference League, but they're not. They're in the Europa League. I hope he gets a couple of games there. And he I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like in the Europa League, Bayer might say, like, oh, you know, we're one of the better teams. They might not be, like, top three teams, but they'll probably be top ten yeah. in that competition. And they probably want to put their best foot forward, so... I wouldn't be surprised if Hideki started all those games. Well, in the German Cup, you know, maybe he'll get a chance and maybe he'll impress. Or maybe, yeah. you know, obviously we don't hope on injuries anywhere, but if Hideki gets injured, he's out for a month or two, you know, Lunov yeah. can start step in and maybe maybe do do the job there. And You never know what can happen, you know. So, yeah. like I said, I, I just really hope that he gets some game time. But even if he doesn't, fair play to him for taking that step and... um should be interesting it's, it's another yeah, thing for us to follow exactly it's nice man Russian players are taking steps abroad you have to respect it um, and that's just what we you love to see it that's what we've been crying for for years it's finally happening so I respect it well that's um, the thing you do love to see and the more that it happens the more that it will continue to happen because it was exactly. really rough in like the early 2010s to like now pretty much where yeah. you know t- the clubs just didn't see Russian players as being viable both in yeah. a financial sense and, and, and in quality and now you're kind of seeing a shift 
you know, obviously it started with Golovin moving abroad, then Miranchuk and, you know, Shomorodov obviously is not Russian, but going to Syria and playing well. Yeah. Like, you know, clearly there's, they're like, okay, you know, there's more that comes out of this league than just, you know, lazy players. So, yeah, it's it's good to see and I hope it continues to happen. Like, it's it's great that, you know, even Lunov can be a backup there and you never know we we could see we could see a lot more russian players going abroad in in course, the near yeah. future that's what we hope for um moving on to the next transfer dinamo are making moves oh that's dinamo the next transfer are... okay yeah i don't i don't know which tab it is i'm just gonna have to guess right let's see yes genius all right see that is dinamo <laughs> making moves uh, so, so Dinamo have signed the Georgian Modric apparently. He's 18 years old. David Sanson's next, um, I guess, darling, if you will. Uh, Luka Gagnetze, five-year contract. I know nothing about him, but he sounds promising. He's going to get loaned out. Uh, so you have, to, you, you, you have to respect it, man. Um, you do have to respect it. And you know, like, it's one of these things that he looks like a footballer. Yeah, he looks like he's good. He looks like he's good, exactly. Like he can, like he steps onto the pitch and is just like, oh yeah, like he he's he's good, you yeah. know. Like I, I, it we'd be lying if we said that we we scouted out like the Georgian league to see how he played. We didn't, but we're just we're saying Dinamo have signed him on a five year contract. Look at him, he looks like a footballer, and his name is one of a footballer's name. Yes, it is. So, but besides that, Dinamo have not just signed him. He he. I don't know if you mentioned it. You said he was going out on loan, but he, yeah. I don't know if you mentioned to who. He's going to Real for yeah. uh, the the next season, so it should be interesting. Andrew Flint will obviously see a lot of him, so um, hopefully he does well there. Um. So the other move they made, I think it's no, it's not this one. Maybe no. This one. Yeah. Here we go. This Fabian is... Balbuena. Yeah. That's big. I think. That's big. He played like 15 games in the Premier League last year. He's like one of Paraguay's best players. Yeah, Free transfers. Honest, like when when I watched him for West Ham, like same again. It's not like I watched him every week or anything, but he seemed like a pretty solid player. And like when you're a pretty solid defender in the the Premier League, you're probably going to be one of the top defenders in the Russian Premier League. So yeah, it should be interesting to see how he gets on. Dinamo really seem to have a project on their hands um so should be should be interesting to see how it unfolds they do yeah and i mean you can't go wrong with the free transfer no you can't that's Um, the thing so yeah there's that they're also apparently going to sign varela who was there last season um but that's not confirmed yeah that's not confirmed yet yeah then um they like uh, got some Zenit two guy, Sajunov. Yeah, Sa- so, yeah, Saba so, Sasanov. I don't know yeah. anything about him either. I don't. Um, but the Zenit two English admin might we might ask him. Um, we might ask him. Yeah, we might ask him. He um, might have to Google it though. He might. <laughs> anyway. but, but yeah, let's let's not. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's that for Dinamo's transfers. Um, and do we have any other transfers? Yeah, we have loads of other transfers. Nabulin, one not, of this is not relevant. <laughs> this is relevant. This is absolutely relevant. One of the most promising left backs in the league, and his career has just 
kept going downhill from when he signed from Zenit. It has, and it, but I'm excited for Kimki, man. They're making moves. They signed, no, they signed some some Swedish fella. Then they signed some Slovenian fella. Like I'm, I'm I don't know anything about these guys, but they just look like they're sort of doing sensible things. Um, like Nabulin is gonna be probably be good there, but it's just it's yeah, it's dead. It is it's, dead. It's dead. But what's more dead about Himki is this. This, yeah, they, 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 this they really this paved you. on a three-year contract. Lushakov's going to be 40 in three years now. What age is he now? He's not 37, is he? I'm just saying. I think, no, I, 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 like, I think he's 35. He's old as hell. He, but they signed him on a three-year contract, and he doesn't look like a player who's going to be able to play for another three years. He is 30. He will be, essentially, he'll be 40. He's 34. He'll be Zhirkov age in three years. And Zhirkov yeah. is 70. That's the thing. So, I, that's where I just, I don't understand what they're... Like, I get, okay, he's, you know, he's one of their better players and he's their captain and stuff like that. But three years, I feel like if you'd said two years with an option for a third, that would have been a more sensible option. But, yeah. look, your money. Your money, your choice. Your money, your choice. That's how you wanna, if that's how you wanna have in your midfield for the next year, years, yeah. then. That, that that's your choice. Yeah. That is your choice. Um, who else we got? Yeah, this guy. So we got we, Vic Moses. Vic Moses. Um. Really, really nice fella. I'm never. I'm not met him or anything, but from all his interviews and stuff, he he seems like a great, great guy. And I think. He could be the RPL player of the season next year. Oh my god. If he doesn't get injured, God forbid. Oh my god. But if he gosh. plays like this guy is insane. I don't know, like it's actually a bit mad that the RPL got a player of his quality. Because the RPL does get like high quality players from time to time. But this man was the starting wing back in a Champions League winning team. Then he went, he went for Fenerbahce for one year. I don't know what that was about. But then he did really well at Inter Milan. Or he did well at Inter Milan. And from right back last year, he was getting goals and he was being very, very integral to how Spartak played. And it seems like Vittoria is going to play him on the wing this year. Now I'm telling you, if he plays on the wing, that's going to be a problem for the Russian league. I don't know about that. It's when he played on the winger, problem. when he played on the wing earlier in his career, he never managed to really do that much. Like maybe it's changed, but I thought that like the the reason, like he really started well playing well for Chelsea at wing back when Conte moved him into wing back because that that formation that style of play worked really well because you can get up up and down the pitch really well. I don't know how well he can do it from wing. Like I think that. Look, I'm all for giving him a chance to do it. I just don't think that he's going to do as well at winger as he would at wing back. Yeah, but so. maybe you're right. But the thing I've seen with his style of play, right? Like all the goals he scored, even the ones he scored in the preseason, come from like the exact same spot on the pitch, which is like he's coming in from the right wing and he's somewhere in between the six yard box and the outer edge of the 12 yard box. He's taking a shot and it goes in. It just goes in. Like he's yeah. done that. Five, six goals he scored from the exact same spot. 
And the thing common is that it's sort of like an overlapping run because there's just so many people in the box and he's left alone and he gets that shot and he scores. But see, this if, is what I'm talking about, though. If he's the winger, he's not going to be the one making the overlapping run. But he's still the winger and he sort of makes the overlapping run. It's it's strange. Um, no, but that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. It depends, obviously, on how you play. But yeah. I just feel like playing him at wing-back, like wing-back is what he's best at. But I could see, be wrong, I but it's just no, like, that's, like, like whenever he's been good in his career, he's been playing wing back. Like, there's a lot of times where he's been super inconsistent as well. Like, both for Chelsea and for like, there's a reason he was at Fenerbahce. Like, it's not like, yeah, it's yeah. not like he, he just ch- chose to move there. Like in his last year at Chelsea, Chelsea fans were like, Jesus Christ! Like this guy's just shy. Yeah. Like it's it it like you don't you don't fall from grace like that. Like it's it. He's a great player, and I think he's like he's one of Spartak's better players. I think he fits into that team really well and stuff like that. But I think it's a bit ridiculous to say he's going to be, um, he's going to be player of the season, the RPL. Like I'm all for being proven wrong because I love Moses. I think he's a great player. And I think that like, he really adds to the league. Like his personality is great. Like, yeah, he just, he seems like a top bloke, like you said, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean he's the best player in the league. Like, and I'd actually, I feel like if he, was the best player in the league next season then I'd be worried about the quality of the league That's, that might be disrespectful but you might also be correct so we'll see I guess I just um, don't think I like he's good I just don't think he's consistent enough and to, to be one of the like to be the best player in the league I'm not saying he's not going to be top 10 or maybe even top 5 but top 1 Easier. Like, maybe, maybe even if even if Vlasic leaves, even if like other players leave, like we still got Larson who's been stepping his game up. Like he's gonna be, yeah, he's gonna be like dying to prove himself. Like the the your the World Cup qualifiers are still on, right? Yeah. Like they're they're gonna be going on over next year or something like that. If Sweden are somehow gonna get into the World Cup, you know how much Larson is gonna have to work to get into that team. Like he didn't get any game time at the Euros. Yeah. Like it's but, it's but, that it's that kind of stuff that's gonna make a big difference and like Vlasic is still there right we're expecting him to leave but he's still there like he's still one of yeah. the best players in the league like you never know who's gonna step up either like there's always one or two players each that do step up gonna, yeah and I don't think it's gonna be Moses that's that's just my opinion that's fair I hope but that doesn't sound like hate like no I it doesn't like I I love Moses I think he's a great player I just don't think he's the best player he's going to be the best player in the league. Speaking of Lassage, though, he really needs to leave because CSK are dead. I really yeah. don't have any any faith in them at all. They don't have a coherent squad. They don't have real managers. They have one good player. Um, but Spartak, though, right? Tell me this doesn't sound amazing to you, okay? You had Maximenko, Moses, Jikia, Zigo, and Ayrton with Kral and Zobnin. And then promise Bakayev or Larson if you want Larson. And then Sobolev up front. That's a team. Yeah, that that's is a taste, really good that's, team. That's tasty. That, that, that is really, really solid. Wrestling, the depth is the issue. You need I wonder, uh, Yeah, I wonder though, like I, like, I know Larson's kind of played it right at times and stuff like that. Cool. Would you want to play there? Like... No, I think he'd like to play up I'm, front. But if if we play Moses at the back, then I guess. Yeah, like I'd almost be saying, like maybe Bukayev out on the right, 
promise out on the left and then like Sobolev is the target man but yeah. Larson just behind him almost like a second striker like someone who can yeah. play the ball into Sobolev but can also have the freedom to, to play the striker role yeah either that, way that, that's, speak, that, yeah. that Spartak team is, is very solid and I'll it be is what's the next thing we got any any word on Tedesco actually no, Tedesco is such a nice guy. Like he 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 got asked, um, why haven't you signed for any clubs yet? And he was like, well, I told Spartak that I have to, I have to be with my family, right? So I can't just sign for a club like months after leaving them because it would look dishonorable. Yeah. So like, which is That's fair, nice. more dignity than AVB. Um, I don't know. Oh my AVB God. kind of did the same thing. He like he went and played a stacker rally and stuff like that. And- and went to and China. Went to China six months later. <laughs> but we but, completely yeah. forgot. Stanny's gone. Stanny's gone. He's gone. Rip. Well done. The RFU. We might be making it out the hood, man. We might be making it out the hood. Yeah, I just, I still, I still don't. Like I saw the the rumors of AVB, and I was like, oh yes, that's that's what I want. That's who I want. Um, but I just don't know if it, if they'd happen. Um, I don't like the idea of letting a manager go before you know what the plan is. I really don't like that idea. I think it's such a stupid thing to do. Like, it's the same thing that Spurs did with Mourinho. It's the same thing that, like, loads of clubs do all the time. They're just like, right, we just need to get this guy out and we'll figure it out on the way. But, like, there's a reason you hired this guy. Like, this guy's clearly a professional and stuff like that, like, even in Trecesso's yeah. case, like he's he's done a lot, and you can't say that the, he hasn't made the team a un, unit. Like if you look at any of the posts that the players have made on Instagram or Twitter or whatever about his departure, you can see like every single one of them is like, "Oh, thank you, as thank you so much for instilling the confidence in me." Like I, I like whatever. Like I'd never believed in myself like this before. Like without you, we wouldn't have been able to achieve what we did at the World Cup. Like. Clearly, clearly yeah. he made a he made a massive difference for those players, and I think to let him go without having an option there to take forward is just stupid. I think it's just a really stupid thing to do. Who's the worst possible manager that could replace him? But like something that could actually happen. Oh God, um, like Carpin wouldn't be a good replacement. Um, yeah. Slutsky might, but I don't think he'll go. I don't think he should go. I um, don't know. I really, I, I don't know. Like, there's, there's so Sam. many options. What if Big Sam comes to Russia? Big Sam has an 100% record with national teams. So um, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Big Sam should come back. Get him in. He Get drinks pints of wine. He drinks pints of wine. What was Big Sam sacked over? I still have no idea. Drinking pints of wine. Can't just be that. No, do you not remember there was a video leaked of him? I can't remember what exactly he was saying, but he was saying exactly. something dodgy about nope. dodgy about transfers. Oh come on! It was but something. Like, it's something to do with how how West Ham managed to get um, dodgy transfers or something while he was there, something along those lines, and it was basically like I don't know. I guess the equivalent of money laundering in football or whatever. I don't know. Like I don't. I can't remember exactly. Big what Sam's that. just a dodgy bloke, dude. Like Big he Sam is. is up to something dodgy. You just you can look at him and tell. Um, but yeah, what else we got? 
Well, I think we just need to decide on the, on, on the, the, the next Russian manager, to be honest, first. Like, we have Ooh. a couple of transfers we haven't Semak. talked about. Yeah, you're saying Samak. Yes. I want AVB. Maybe we'll have an, a, a link-up again. I don't know if you remember, but AVB and Samak coached together at Zenit. Samak was his understudy. Semak's first game was when AVB got sacked, wasn't it? Or was it after that? Or was it before that, I'm sorry? No, that was, that was it, yeah. Because, um... He was the he was the coach. He was like the first team coach, but he wasn't the manager. Um, but that be it. So you're saying Samak? I I wouldn't be surprised to see Samak actually. But like yeah. I said, like like I've said before, I don't think he's the man to take them forward. But we move. I'm gonna say AVB. You say Samak. Yeah. Alright. But the other two transfers we need to get to is uh, Victorian Angvin. Yeah, I know to... I know nothing about this dude, but Sochi. Sochi are Sochi are here. The rebuild is here. The lads are making it. A uh, couple more transfers, and they'll be ready for a good season. Their conference league qualifier is next week, I think. Um. So yeah. And we're serious frauds. Why? Every single player that we've talked about transferring to the Premier League here, we've said no nothing about him, but. We're not. I'm sure he's good. <laughs> we're not. In, we're not in stat or wise scout or what. We just we go off vibes. He gives Angban gives me good vibes, all right. Vibes. Yeah. Yeah, but certain people don't like. What's the? What's the transfer that doesn't give me good vibes? Lovren didn't give me good vibes. Yeah, well, I guess those vibes are wrong in the end. So. Yes, but like still, you know, it's okay. vibes. Um, Next transfer yeah. is one outside the RPL. This, this see, this is someone huge. I know about. Yeah. He's going to do really well there if he gets game time. Really, really well. He's a good, great striker, man. But nobody respects him. Yeah, I, I do think he's he's a bit disrespected at CSK, and I'm glad that he's going to get an opportunity at Dynamo Kiev because, like, I, I really think he can rip that league up. To be honest, yeah. And like he was playing under our, one of our favorite managers as well. Who? Luchesco. Oh yeah, Luchesco. Okay. Yeah. So and, you I know, mean, Sarah will be able to let us know how he does. Sarah will be able to let us know how he does, and I think he's going to do well. It's only a six-month loan or like a year-long loan with uh, no option to buy. But I think if he gets game time, literally is with an option to buy though. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it is with the right of redemption. Then that's great. Then, like, I think they'll end up buying him if they give him game time. Yeah, um, I, I agree too. Like, I can't, I can't imagine the option to buy is going to be that high. But there's going to yeah. be there, there has been some um, some some comments in 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 Ukraine and stuff saying like, oh, why are we buying from Russian clubs and stuff like that? Like, is it that deep? It's not. It's not that deep. It's not, that deep. The, it's not that deep. Yeah. And don't don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. So um, this this man is gonna rip up the the um the Ukrainian Premier League. And he just seems like such an earnest bloke. He doesn't. He looks like a wax figure or something. But yeah, I really like this guy. Also, he just seems like a chill dude. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah. Right. Do we want to move on to the Russian football that's back today? We can do. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's go. FNL. FNL. Who who is going up? Orenburg. Yeah. Who else? Um, 
you know what man i'm i'm tempted to say rotor again mm. and and i don't know anything about the like i know a bit about the fnl but like if david was here he'd give us the lowdown and i think skakhabarov might get into the playoffs because they were decent last year and they they're doing business so i think my four will be orenburg rotor Tor- torpedo yeah sure torpedo and um, ska yeah have to agree with you on all of those to be honest i think orenburg will probably win the league um yeah rotor or one of torpedo or ska will like one of those three will definitely be in second like that's I, I just feel like that's that's kind of written in the stars like torpedo have been knocking on the door for a couple of years now um, yeah Orenberg obviously stupidly didn't come up this season but we uh we move i feel like they'll they'll be back for vengeance and be ready for uh, ready to go up next season the fnl's a bit dead like isn't it there's not too many great teams here no, that's the thing. It's a bit of a weird one. Like Alanya, obviously, they have a chance to go up as well. Like they did well last season, but don't know. We'll see. Like I would, I, I wouldn't mind actually seeing them go up either. I know you wouldn't be too happy with it, but Baltica either, maybe. Yeah, maybe one. The Baltica would be cool. Baltica would be. Cool. Yeah, I feel like the yeah. FNL is going to be slightly dead this season. It's not as interesting for me because clearly aren't there, but. Because last year it was sick. Last year was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, maybe maybe because it looks like it's going to be a bit dead, it could be better. Yeah, I'm also interested to see um, Metal Loop Lipets got owned by an Italian dude who's like thirty, and he just bought a random club in Russia. What bloke? That's the dream. That yeah, is well, the that dream. Yeah, well, that also kind of makes me think that they're not going to do very well. I mean, they got promoted from the PFL, so. And he was saying that we're trying to get a player from Serie A on loan. Um, so let's see how that ends up. Shamaradov. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> but but yeah, man, I'm also interested to see what happens with Sparta too, because they're not very good. But there's a lot of good players, but the team just isn't great. And I want to see if Pedro Rocha plays in the FNL or will Vittoria want him in the RPL. So yeah. that that's a little nice uh, storyline. Actually, but, didn't, didn't this isn't even FNL? This is lower, but like, didn't Mamana get put in in Zenit too? Mamana got squad? put in Zenit too. How disrespectful is that? Like, what a sad career the guys have. That's really, I, I felt really bad. Yeah, I think that's actually a bit outrageous. If I'm being honest, like, yeah, like, he should he be with the first team. At the level of the first team, but like, come on. He is the level of the first team. Zenit have look. Zenit have been so. Why is nobody making any transfers? First of all, right? Krasnodar desperately need. Krasnodar doesn't matter. Krasnodar desperately need a rebuild, right? And they haven't signed anybody. Krasnodar are going to have another terrible season. Zenit haven't signed anybody, and they aren't being linked to anybody either. And that squad is not good enough to run three competitions at once again. Okay. No, no way. Yeah, like only Asmund's Loco. Asmund's being linked abroad, though, isn't he? Like I've he seen is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to AC Milan. Asmund, that'd be sick. Asmund abroad would be, of course, sick. Um, Spartak aren't doing much, but Spartak just have so many loanies that you can build a squad. Um, but, like, Zenit have three centre-backs. They don't have a fourth centre-back. 
It's Chistiakov, Lovren, and Rakitsky, and that's it. There's no surely Mamana can play. Ilyas Krobotov is gonna make his his. Uh, Ilyas Krobotov. Is he comeback. alive? We oh, haven't yeah. heard like that guy was. He was an industry plant, and he was planted by Gazprom for one game to just score a goal, and then that's it. Like, it's mad how Mancini rated him, but not uh, not Silva. Yeah, that's why. And now Mancini is in the Euro final. Football is insane. Um, yeah, you know what. It seems like every every manager who has a conflict with Tuba ends up doing really well in their careers. Like, Tuba hated Unai Emery. Yeah. And uh, he ended up going on to win, what, four? Yeah. Europa League titles. Four Emery League titles. Yeah. And um, now if Mancini wins the, the Euro as well. Every every coach that comes in, like maybe Sam, I'll just start fighting with Tuba. Funny thing with you, just, yeah. That would be fun. Um... But yeah, that's the FNL, and we have the world's best competition starting today. Um, the match Premier Cup, and this time it's interesting because there's four very nice teams: Rubin, Kimki, Sochi, and Spartak. Um, and we finally get to see how teams are going to plan for next season, how they're going to line up, how they're going to be looking. Um, and this is like Russian football is back. Of course, we had the preseason friendlies. This is somewhere in between official matches and preseason friendlies. Um, who do you think is going to win this? The Top. Cup. Yeah. Reminds me of the teams again: Spartak, Rubin, Himki, and Sochi. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say Rubin. Rubin, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm gonna say them. I just feel like, even though you know Spartak are probably the favorites. I'd yeah. say that Ruben have a more, like, set style of play and know what players they're going to be using already, whereas Spartak or Rui Vittoria might be trying some new things out. So, you just, yeah. you, you never you never really know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm excited for this, though. It I should be excited. good, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I don't think there's much, much else to be said about it. Yeah. Um, but... And... Then what do we have? We have Loco. Loco is big. Loco is massive. I, I think Loco are winning the league this season. Yeah. So for anybody who hasn't seen, right, Locomotive released a um their ambitious for their ambitions for the next five years. Right. This is a translated version, so like, not the greatest, but we have a list here, of their basically the ten achievements that they want to reach, and me and Hannah are going to go to reach one. We're just going to talk about how likely it is. Like, I don't yeah. know. And before that, actually, they signed Ralph Rangnick. Oh, yeah, uh, that's massive. Designed... That's actually probably why they brought this in. Exactly. And that's huge for Russian football, obviously. Let's hope that they can, that Rangnick can, you know, recreate his magic that he did in Germany and for Red Bull, because that could truly be massive for Russian football. With Nikolic at the wheel, with a good squad that's only going to get better, hopefully. Like, I think Loco are set. Yeah, it really looks that way. Like, I, I really, really like the sound of this project. So, yeah. do you want to go through the points? Yeah, go on. Right. So, the main goal, goal number one, is to lift either the Europa League or Champions League and win at least three of the next five RPL titles. 
I think the, think the first one is a bit wild. Um, especially because there's no time frame attached to it. But I still think it's a bit wild. I think the Champions League is impossible for a Russian club to win. Unless just you're just opening the taps of money and you're PSG. And even then they haven't won it. Yeah, PSG haven't won it. PSG haven't won it, exactly. And then the Europa League can be done. But I don't think people realize how tough that is. That only Shakhtar have won it and that was in 2009. In, in terms of like um, Eastern European clubs. And the Europa League, I think they can get to the quarters or something, or even the semis. But I just think this is a bit wild. Three, three of the next five RPL titles, I can see that happening. I can see that happening. Yeah, I don't see that being out around the possibility. Like, I think it won't be like it's something to strive for. At least the the Europa League and Champions League things. Like, I completely agree with you. It needs to have some kind of time frame to it. I honestly think that they should have said. Within the next five years, we hope to get to the quarterfinal of the Champions League or win the Europa League or Conference yeah. League. In that case, I would have been like, "Yeah, that's gonna that like I can I can see that happen. That's realistic." To, to say they're gonna win the Champions League and not have anything attached to it. Yeah, if the Conference ridiculous. League, if they said Conference League, I would have said yes. Yeah, because I think they can win. But that. I guess I guess they're trying to be more ambitious than that. But then in that case, just say we want to win the Europa League or get the Champions League quarterfinal, and either one, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I could see That's that fair. happen. That's fair. Like yeah. it's 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 ambitious, but it's possible. Yeah. Um, then the next one is increase the transfer the transfer market value to two fifty million. Right now, it's at eighty seven point nine five, so they're basically wanting to triple it almost. And the be- like the biggest right now is Zenit with 167. I think it can be done, but that's like two to three years of work right there. And 250 million, I think 200 they can do. But like I expect it, you know, you yeah. can't delve too deep into it, but I get it. I agree. I think that it's it's possible. Like if you, I feel like that point should be read in conjunction with the other points that they have because like you know they kind of outline how they're going to do it so yeah. like their transfer balance should be plus 10 million that's good season, I, I expect that. yeah that's fair so they're, they're trying to sell more players than they're uh, than, than they're buying so they're, yeah. they're taking on the um the models of Ajax and Benfica yeah. which they're good models let's be honest like we've seen Ajax do well and yeah. make a lot of money from their players recently. He says that fifty percent of the team should be under the age of twenty three. That's, that's fair. Big. I think that's gonna be make that's gonna make it more difficult to achieve winning the Europa League or Champions League. Um, I think it's also gonna make it more difficult to win the league. But at the same time, not pos- not not impossible. Yeah, it's not too bad. That is um, also like that. That's where you're gonna get a lot of the value for players because young players obviously have a lot more potential, a lot more, um, you know, marketability in that sense. Yeah. Um, find the European club with whom to sign a partnership. See, this is that really point, good. Need to be more specific. It does. You're right. I think the whole thing needs to be a bit more specific. But like you said, that maybe you know the internal documents are more specific. Um. But I would love to see this. I really would, yeah. and it would like 
uh, increase the visibility because Zenit have partnerships with Schalke they don't really use them at all um, Spartak have a partnership with some German club that uh, that Thomas Ron made and we don't really use that either so yeah man like it's it's a bit vague yeah it's a bit it, vague. like that's the thing I, I don't quite understand is like they're, they're trying to get like a partnership with a bigger club or with a smaller like farm club yeah but, I don't know look no. either way reduce collaborators from 600 to around 350 people I think like, this just means like firing people yeah that's a, administrative efficiency that's probably not going to be the most popular um, but it's, it might be the right thing to do like 600 it sounds like a lot of people working at a club yeah, especially because it's like all the train people probably. It's a government organization, so yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, focus on yeah. playing aggressive and high-scoring football. I love that. I don't really care, honestly. I think that's great. At like, the end yeah, of the day, sure, like when you people watch football because it's interesting. The more interesting a team becomes, the more marketable they'll be, the more money they'll make. Like. Yeah, but who in Russia plays aggressive and high-scoring football and succeeds? No one, but that's why they want to be the first. That's fair, I guess. Um, now, this ninth one is interesting, right? Because I think they actually are the strongest academy in the former USSR. Yeah, I think so as well. Because who, who is the competition? I think Shakhtar Spartak might be competition, to be fair. Dynamo Kiev and Shakhtar, I guess, yeah. Maybe Spartak, but even like Loco have more players at the top level than Spartak, so... Yeah, that's why I think that Spartak, or sorry, Lokomotiv are probably the best in, in Russia at the moment, but I don't know if they're the best in the USSR. Let's have a look at who... But it's, it's an achievable goal. Um, and then the final, well, actually, sorry, the second final is selling three to four players per season for 20 to 30 million. That's, that's not a gonna happen. big, very big goal. Like, I don't that's think that's realistic. Yeah, it's never going to happen. Like, maybe one player for 20 million plus a year and... And that's you know, two to yeah. three players for ten million each. I could see that. I don't think any club in Russian football history has sold that many players for like three to four. Maybe yeah, Anzi yeah. when they were just selling everybody. That's the thing. Like this is assuming an eighty million revenue stream a year. Every year, yeah. You're not. You're not that. You. You don't have the juice. No, that's you the thing, and the... that that would also mean you have like you're able to churn out these players year on year, which just isn't the case. Like, if you'd said, like, you know, sell one player for 30 million per season, you'd be like, yeah, I could see that because, like, there's a lot of opportunities to churn out players, but there's no way that you can churn out four 20 million players a year. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, like, if we look at, if we look at their departures, right, if we look at their departs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. In Russian football history, there have only been ten players to go for more than twenty million. Yeah, exactly. And they want to like get twelve in three years. That's not gonna happen. That's no. just it's a bit rough. And and then the, and then, the final yeah. bonus point is that the team will form no more than five to seven experienced players. And experience, well, I think they said, was twenty-eight above. So. That's kind of in the same like category as the not wanting fifty percent of the team to be all yeah, twenty three. Yeah. 
feel like that's kind of the same point. But look, that looks great. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of that, and I really hope that they'll be able to implement it. Like, yeah. Of the ten points, how many do you think they'll actually achieve? And you know what? I'm gonna put a time frame on them because they haven't themselves since mm-hmm. they said out of five RPL titles. I'm gonna say that this is all a five-year plan. How many five do you think plan. they can achieve in five years? Okay. Um. First thing that they're gonna is not gonna be able to do. At most, three to four of them. Um, I think they can have a transfer billion, transfer billion, transfer balance of 10 million. They can have that U23 team. They can fire loads of people. Um, the academy, obviously. And I think they'll find the European club. Five out of 10 isn't bad, actually. So that's bad. five. Yeah. yeah, that's not bad at all. I think that focus on aggressive and high-scoring football isn't isn't out of the realm of possibility either and taking Ajax and Benfica as models like look doesn't say that they're going to successfully implement them that quickly but you know like if they can start if they can make a start on them like if you can clearly say like okay yeah like we can see where that's going then I think that's a success either so I think that it's probably going to be six or seven which I think would be really successful uh, and it would be really interesting to see how that impacts like Russian football what, what other clubs like look at it and be like shit we need to do the same thing because clearly it's working or will other Russian clubs be like okay no if they're going to do that we need to do something the opposite way you know yeah. and how, how that will obviously impact the league and how that will impact um, the coefficients in general everything else yeah that's fair um, I mean, somehow we've covered everything in 47 minutes, which is a bit mad. That is actually pretty insane. Like, yeah, have to have to give us credit for that one. So, people, if you did enjoy that podcast, please leave a like. Please Let us know like. your opinion on any of the topics we discussed. Do you think that Victor Moses is going to be the best player in the league next season? Yes or no? If not, who do you think it's going to be? Who do you think is going to win the league? Who do you think is going to win the FNL? How many of these locomotive um, objectives do you think they'll achieve? Loads of stuff that you can leave a comment on. We will discuss absolutely every single one, either on Twitter or in the next episode. So like I said, leave a like on YouTube, gold medal on SportRex, all of that good stuff. Hanu, good to be back. Good to be back. See See you all next week.